I just got a text from my barber that the city of Los Angeles says it's okay to get a haircut. <laughs> now, I really like my barber, but am I ready to take the chance? I'm Tom Saunders getting through this in L.A. while my hair continues to grow nightmarishly. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York, where hair salons, barbers, whatever you choose to call it, will not be opening for at least probably uh, three weeks or so. And at the moment, if you saw a picture of me, it would closely resemble my graduation picture from college in 1976. And uh, I'd love for you to see it, Tommy. It's, uh, uh, I can't even, if I, I'm glad we're not doing a Zoom show because my hair would not even fit in the frame. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's how very, that's very tall hair. My hair is, I don't really have a lot of hair on the top of my head, but it's sort of more in the back. So it's like a very severe mullet uh, <laughs> where you're bald on the top and, and mm -hmm. have it long in the back. Um, as you see, it's affecting my whole mood. I, I've, I've become very sort of, um, well, melancholy it, and melancholy. Yeah. You might say, yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, melancholy may be too, too much, but serious. Let me put it this way. Um, in, uh, well, it's uh, a serious thing, you know, really. I mean, again, thing. one might, one man's trivial is another man's serious. Uh, 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 monumental. One man's monu trivial yeah. is another man's monumental, I think, is how that saying is supposed to I go. I think it is. That was a translation. I did a poor translation. <laughs> it was from the Greek. German. But, yeah, German. But, uh, but, but no, but really, what's more important than your yeah. appearance? Obviously, how good a person you are, but yes, but that's something you can work on even during a stay at home uh, lockdown. That's you can right. Be but, good. But, but you, you can, yeah. But no, what's happening it, though with his hair? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, we've gone, there's been a lot of, uh, of, of, of sadness and a lot of, a lot of bad things going on out in, 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 not just in America, but throughout the world and, and, and the troubles that we're having in various cities and, and and of course, our our current uh, problems, which uh, weigh on us heavily, but this haircut thing has really brought it home to me in a way that nothing else has. Um, here's here's an interesting point. Um, I really like my barber. Now, uh, I enjoy uh, talking to him because he's. We, we like the same kind of things. Um, we like old movies, old Three Stooges, old cartoons, old advertisements. He, he's um, second generation Mexican and he, and he, and he thinks oh, like things like Frito Bandito, those things were very amusing to him and he loves to talk about them. And it's amusing to have uh, my hair cut. And sometimes he keeps cutting it, even though it's already cut, because we just want to keep talking to each other. <laughs> that, that could be a slight downside, but um, hopefully he only does that for maybe eight, eight or nine seconds, like one more. No, call. it's sometimes several minutes. He just several keeps minutes. cutting my it, scalp at this point, you know, mm. because we enjoy talking about cultural things. Um, Three Stooges, uh, Bowery Boys. Um we uh, uh, and, and and it all stopped when the pandemic started, right? You lose no more just uh, you know a good haircut, and you really lost someone to have great conversations with. Um, and which, by the way, let me just say, is totally the opposite. But what our listeners love is that even though we're so connected and think so much alike, we also have very different experiences. Uh, and in this case, too, my I'm very lucky to have Ali 
who is uh, from Turkey, but uh, very nice man. But as a barber, as a barber, yes. But or do you just have Ali? You just oh uh, well, in a sense, don't we all? Uh, <laughs> but if everyone could have an Ali in their life, but he yeah. is my th- barber, and uh, and I love walking there, and he's reasonably priced and very very good. And but we don't speak. We literally, I sit down and I say, "How, hello, Scott. How are you, Ali?" And he'll say uh the usual yes thank you ali and um and i sit and we didn't never this never goes on longer because we're not talking so it's about 12 or 15 minutes and then at the end i always my there's a big point i don't say uh oh i look great because that's selfish oh i look great so i say it looks great meaning thank you ali for making it look great and then, well, I don't know if it seems selfish to say I look great. It's more conceited. Conceited, which I'm glad you said that because that's a word we're trying to get back into circulation. We're trying to put very that back big into years ago. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a word that uh, um, most people start saying it in middle school. I found oh, she's so conceited, right? Yeah, it's a it's it's not a word from fourth grade or second grade. Uh, no, that's too big a word. It's like uh, only. Only brilliant intellectual kids would use the word conceited in, in uh, second grade. The thing is, adults, we're not using that word enough. And, as a, and, and, and when you don't use words, they tend to fall. Uh, I'm not going to say they shrivel up and die, but they do. They just they, they, they gradually become just another entry in the Oxford English Dictionary. And I don't know if you know. But the, the real Oxford English Dictionary is many volumes. Mm. So it's very easy, Scotty. And this is something a lot of people do not talk about. It's very easy for unused words to just simply get lost and never get used again. Well, we're not even talking about, uh, you know, kind of a word that someone, an academic or a literary reviewer will throw in. Like, what's that word? This is a word that was big, like a, a you know, huge hit. Or, whoa, they had that hit in 1968. <laughs> big word, huge, conceited. I mean, that was yeah, the biggest it, words. You know, it was I on mean, the lips of every yeah. middle school kid. And, and, and it had a big, it had its day, right? Yeah. You know, and what happens to these words, right? They, they, what does happen to them? I mean, who cares about them? We do. Yeah. We do, Scotty. Well, that sets we, us apart, Tommy, from that any other podcast hosts. I mean, they, they say words. I'll give them that. <laughs> they say words. Not particularly interesting all the time, but they say them. No, but, but, but they're happy to use words. Yes. They use them. Yes. And then they throw them away. Yeah. And they'll use just a few. And they don't think, as we do, what about the forgotten words? And yes. there are words that are never used. And that's, that's sad in and of itself. But the words that were big, who had, you know, hangers on and paparazzi and, and, and people working for them and, and, you know, and then nothing, you know, an entourage, there'd be a bunch of other words next to it. <laughs> it wouldn't just be conceited. Just be, it's also, she's so, as in, she's so conceited. Those words, it's hanging Scotty. Up. This is the drama that people don't see uh, around them, but we do. Yes. And, and, and the tragedy of a word that gets neglected, you know what? Can you imagine? You're a word. You're everybody uses you, and then everybody's you know. Well, yeah. Well, and and up. You know, hopefully we're gonna. It will get back into use because it was a great word. It had its place. It was never like that's a weird word. Just it's not one of these stupid kind of 
you know, the awesomes, the this, the, you know, those are words that are just sort of lazy words. This is a, a real word that was monumental and, and real and, and impactful. And if you said you conceded, you would huff and walk away or, uh, or walk away in a huff would be the better way of putting it. Uh, so it wasn't just some throwaway word or some, you know, like today we have all these trendy words and just oh, borrowing words or, from the British or, you know, and everyone uses it. This was a real word that stood on its own. And we're just saying, OK, maybe it's not the most important thing for people to think about right now, but it's something to think about. Yeah. Well, um, I, I guess, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, because I mean, in these troubled times, sometimes we overlook uh, thing, uh, something like, hey, whatever happened to the word conceded? Sometimes we just we don't really think about things like that. We no. just now nah, we're 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 too busy, uh, you know, with the with the riots and the no, a lot of things the going pandemic on. and all these things that are Which, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and we should be concerned about the the big things, but you know, we also you no, know, no, we should, we should be, yeah. Because but we question and, uh, expressions and, uh, like. Uh, and it's important because what we're doing is we we're the opposite of people who don't know what's going on. We want we know what we know what's going on everywhere with the news, yeah. but also with words and expressions like like an expression that came up in conversation with us the other day off air treasure trove. Oh, well, it's funny because I I I, um, I wanted to to mention that because uh, it's funny you bring that up. I have been watching youtube videos of classic music now loyal listeners of our podcast know this because i mentioned it once uh several weeks ago briefly and um uh the this is actually a very um and uh, i strongly recommend it let me put it that way uh i i think in these troubled times one of the quickest ways for me to get out of uh uh, the current reality and into a good, happy place is to watch a clip from an early black and white kinescope of Frank Sinatra singing just in time. I found you just in time mm. uh, or a Bruce Springsteen video from the 1970s or a uh, uh, taste of honey singing boogie oogie oogie uh-huh. so you just can't boogie no more by the way i strongly recommend that everyone watch a taste of honey in mm. that uh, 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 in their appearance on uh, america's um mu- uh, best music show of the 1970s solid gold an incredible act How, when was the last time anybody's ever really brought up a taste of honey and boogie oogie oogie no i and i thought when you said taste of honey i thought you might be referring to the great uh, herb alpert rendition uh um but no taste of honey and they should be brought Is up it taste of honey maybe it's maybe uh, it's a different no i think it could be and and but uh that's <laughs> You know, I, I mean, there's um, well, our listeners will. will I'm sure they'll, they'll be on it right away. But, but it was definitely Boogie Oogie. And yes, Taste of Honey, by the way, was a great song for, for, for Herb Alpert. Uh, and also a Taste of Honey was a this is even more obscure, Scotty, but was a movie, uh, mm. a, a British movie in the early 60s, mm-hmm. maybe the late 50s uh, of, of the category that I call the Screaming Train movie, Scotty. Mm. Why do we call them Screaming Train movies? Because 
at some point in these black and white British movies, always about gritty, yeah. uh, real you know, working class, down and out folks that are just gritty and they have and they just re- lead as uh, difficult lives that are sloppy and bad things happen. And always in black and white. Always black and yeah. white. And there's always a screaming train to go, yeah. like that. I don't know if that, I hope that didn't alarm you when I did that. Uh, no, you prefaced it so I was ready. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, and it screams under, it's right next to where somebody lives because they always live in the ba- near a screaming train in a bad part of town. And Taste of Honey was a great movie. It actually had a, a very interesting gay subplot that was which was unheard of in, in its time yeah and what was the movie uh, with the, the great tom courtney uh loneliness well, of the Jones, long distance runner right uh, oh yes. yes yes and uh that was i remember that and that was black and you know all those great black some of the great stuff black and white sporting life yeah uh look back in anger no i love those british movies that were that were these angry young man movies they called them yeah and, and they, they didn't have angry young women in england in those days not at that time that would come no, many years that later. would come and then there was i don't know what you put alfie and that was because the great michael kane not an angry yeah. young man a confused young man they searching and that was a little more jaunty and i may have been in I don't think that was in color either. I think uh, that was black and white. And of course, what's it all about? No, Alf- I think Alfie, yeah, I don't know. Was Alfie in color? That's a good question. But I, 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 Alfie was interesting because it wasn't, he wasn't an angry young man. No. He was, he was having quite a good time yeah. of it. And uh, Shirley and- Bassey, uh, I believe intoned, uh, What's it all about, Alfie? I think it was her. But, um... Yeah, I think you're right. And then, and then it it, it uh, was sung uh, in America um, by the the. Um, oh boy, I I would have to start that sentence. Uh, well, few okay. people probably did, but uh... well, well, the the the, the big the big uh, hit. Oh, was um, uh. <sighs> All right. Actually, uh, Cher. Oh, no, this is the later movie. But Alfie was written by Bacharach and David, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and what's it all about, Alfie? Oh, maybe it was Miss Dionne Warwick. Yes. Ding, 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 you ding, ding, ding. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and now we all move on to the second round with this. I was about to Google this. Well, I, I was heard like, the tapping of my keys. Me. What a, what I a, was so desperate to find Miss Dionne Warwick. We weren't ready for this. Uh, this is the kind of show we we don't we have no idea when we're going to veer off the tracks on this no. show. And 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 frankly, uh, we're an off we're in an off road vehicle, so we can do this. Yeah, we can. We, yes, we have carefully crafted written material for this show, and somehow we always veer off of it. And. Um, because I was actually about to make a point. It's funny, Scotty, um, about uh, YouTube classics from mm. Frank Sinatra, Bruce Springsteen, um, uh, Boogie Oogie Oogie. This is a treasure trove of musical time travel and an instant ejector seat from the woes of our current tribulations. But I think you're. I think what you were about to do, Scotty, was was some was long overdue and that's drilling down on our nation's cliches is there any kind of trove besides a treasure trove right is there such thing as a useless crap trove <laughs> right what else comes in troves scotty how big is a trove would it fit in my garage 
And this is, I think, what a lot of our listeners are wondering. Is it wise to spend thousands of dollars on a trove if you don't have any treasure to put inside it? And that's if you get a good deal. It could even years ago cost you uh, even more by today's dollars. Now, these are all important questions. And again, you will have the naysayers to say, you know, look what's going on in the world. Why are you spending time talking about this? Well, you can't every minute of your life uh, solve the major problems. You can be compassionate and want to know as much as you can. But these, you can get through the day and getting through this by looking at other things. And yes, it's just the same way words have been fallen by the wayside and we need to lift it up and resurrect them. So two expressions, we must challenge them. Maybe have an over inspector general look into expressions that we just lazily, well, we don't know. If you ask somebody in the street, you know, the treasure trove, they wouldn't, they don't question it, but we do. That's why we are where we are today. And there's so many expressions and that are only used in that context, treasure trove. Also the word tantamount. You only hear when it's, he won the primary, which is tantamount to uh, winning the general election. Never, <laughs> uh, I'll have a Coke. Oh, we just have Pepsi, but that's tantamount to having a <laughs> Uh, never. It's never been used. If I, I'd acknowledge it if it was never used. And many, no. many expressions that we only use. And, you know, we need to revisit it. And I think, in a sense, that makes us all better by looking at expressions and helps us face the big issues by at least sometimes dealing with the little ones helps you better uh, able to face the big ones. That's one way of looking at it. And uh, uh, and that's what we keep doing. We bring it up. And um, and it is important to. Uh, well, to Scotty, it's more than important. It's. It's really, it's just, it's vital because if, here's the other thing. Um, the, let me give you an example of, of how insidious a cliche can be if it's unexam, unexamined. Uh, By the way, that's a good name for your book, Tommy. The unexamined cliche and, yes. and other something. Those you have to have the subhead. Right. It may, maybe be a, a book of a selected book of essays <laughs> and other essays by yes. Tom Saunders. Yeah. The unexamined cliche. Um, perfect example. Uh, my uh, uh, I remember uh, someone very near and dear to me who was quite well educated, went to a, a very quote unquote good school. Uh, she she happened to say. Uh, she was talking about a friend's kid who was also going to a good school and, and, and her mom had gone to a good school. <laughs> and she said, well, the apple doesn't uh, fall far from the tree. Mm. Right? Now, uh, if you notice, I said good school three times, Scotty. Well, yeah. Setting this up. Uh, but this cliche... Uh, was an example of something that really uh, someone who goes to a good school should never say. And I'll tell you why, Scotty, because it's this kind of thinking. The apple doesn't fall from a tree means you're like your parents. You're just going to turn out to be like your parents. If your parents are the one thing, you're going to be like they are. That's how it works. Only it doesn't work that way. Let's start with, uh, let's take a, a case of the uh george bush right the father the senior what is it hw 20 uh, george hw yeah. bush okay i always got confused with the middle names and i never felt like i should learn them <laughs> the bush middle name middle initials and i never did scotty and i'm kind of proud of that <laughs> but uh so people would think with george w bush 
who comes along, he's just W, that, well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Only what happens? We have a, the Iraq War, right? Now, you might say, well, the father started an Iraq War, too, so it makes sense that the son would start an Iraq War, right? Mm. Except this Iraq War was a lot stupider than the father's Iraq War. True or false? And longer. And longer. And still and, going and, on, really. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's fair to say that George W. Bush is not the same apple as his father. True? True, but uh, getting back to just the essence of the expression... What does that even mean? I mean, nothing falls far from the tree. Apples, are, are, don't other many fruits and things fall in roughly the same distance from the tree? Yeah. So, and then when they after they fall, don't they just rot or they're yeah, eaten? Yeah, I don't understand why you would. I mean, you could just say sometimes kids are like their parents and leave it at that. But the apple falls far <laughs> from the tree. It's like, why don't you just say anything? Sometimes one might step on the curb and slightly fall back for a second. You know, I mean, yeah. and use that to, you know, and uh, it's just a, that's an expression because they're all different, Tommy, too. When we examine it, treasure trove. OK, what other troves are there? Tantamount. When else is it used? But we're saying this doesn't even make any sense. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And so that means kids are like their parents. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's and, and I, I like your saying uh, uh, your uh, saying. Is that what it, they're called? The sayings? Like if you. See, that's I always wondered, like, is that a saying, like to say the apple falls by the tree? But I like your version, which is kids are sometimes like their parents. Yeah. And there's so many smart things about that. Sometimes. It's not always. That's what the, that's the problem with these these cliches. They seldom use the word sometimes. Yeah. In them. They right? never preface. Yeah. They never qualify it at all. Well, well there's, they don't qualify it, yeah. Scotty. So who comes up with these cliches? The cliche writers, right? Yep. These are the unsung writers slaving away in cliche shops. Who buys the cliches? That's what I want to know. How do they get paid? I, I, well, how do they, I always feel like, how do jokes get spread? Those people always would say Wall Street, but they always seem the most humorless people. And, and uh, Wait, Wall Street spreads jokes? That's where you would hear like a joke joke would come from. I, I don't know. I never understood that. And I still it hasn't been confirmed. But uh, but certain ex, you know, expressions, uh, cliches, yeah. as you say. But you know who yeah. writer I mean, there you know, there really are joke. writers. Oh, yeah. Right. For for comics. Oh, no, and, of course. And stuff like that. Yeah. But but uh, cliches just sort of appear and, you know, they catch on and do, somebody say, hey, go, hey, that's my cliche. I came up with it. Hey. I came up with apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, and you'd say that at a bar. Uh, that's or my cliche. And 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 and, oh. and then and then uh, whoever you're trying to uh, that person's trying to impress goes, well, so you must be really rich off that cliche. And then the guy got, has to go, and I assume maybe it's a woman, yeah. has to go, uh, not really. Um, there's not a lot of money in cliches. Yeah, and then she might get up, or he might get up and move over one's bar stool, <laughs> you know, which is sad and. You know, because and that is a again, Tommy, we're just without even planning, bringing up things that never get asked, no. you know, the cliche writers. And look, without cliche writers, it wouldn't be cliches. I'm not even talking about whether you like some or not or disagree, but they should be compensated. There's no union that, that I know of for cliche writers. They fall between the cracks and they're well-meaning. And these are words, if they got even a modest royalty 
every time a cliche is uttered, they'd be rolling in it. And it's, you know, they're not. And there's no health insurance for cliche writers. So it's really... Uh, Real, no health insurance? I mean, to my knowledge. Like, is that just a carve-out? Like, like it, when they were creating the whole health insurance laws, they said cliche writers do not get to have a health insurance? Because that... that well, they, you know, it's a little loophole that maybe it was assumed they'd be covered. But, you know, it's there's still some people who don't really acknowledge there are cliche writers. So it's hard. They don't have a union. They don't have a yeah. lobby. So that's really no. just an Once again, one of the many people, because we, we look for the forgotten words and forgotten people. But what I'd like to do before we forget completely, and this is, by the way, groundbreaking. To my knowledge, we've never opened with a topic and then come back to that topic to close the show. And I eagle-eyed eagle-eared listeners or bat-eared and well, whatever the ear reference we were going to be talking about bats the other day uh, bat-eared bat yeah, is the right no one word. wants that, because that you know description that, but they might say yeah. uh <laughs> i don't think we ever have gone back to it but i would like to hear just because this is a huge issue the haircut didn't you uh i don't think you mentioned that you would try to literally take matters into your own hands with the hair yeah that's and right. what happened and yeah. what happened was and this is a true story and and you 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 are going to hear this story and you're going to think I'm the I'm a huge liar because it's so out there but um or maybe you're going to think I just made it up and that it's a hallucination but what happened is I ordered a, a, a set of clippers from Amazon and I noticed as I, it, it had my sister's address because I've, I've sent her some things, uh, obviously, from Amazon. OK, uh, well, I changed it, Scotty. <laughs> I changed it back to my address. <laughs> well, uh, they said it was going to arrive on Friday. They uh, uh, emailed me, Scotty. Yep. Uh, now hold on to your seat, because if you fall over from hearing this this anecdote, I'm liable, mm. so you, you're just going to have to hold. I am. Your I'm seat. sitting very, very far tight. back in it. You are. I'm not on the edge at all. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. All right. So what happens is, so remember, are you following yeah. this? I, I, I change, I, I change the address back to my own address here in in the Pacific Palisades, and Friday comes around, and I see the truck, Scotty, and I come up, and I'm like, oh, hi, you know that your voice oh, is yeah. high. Uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, because he's. He's right there um, uh, giving, get, uh, uh, well, I call them gifts. They're packages, the wonderful Amazon smiling oh, yeah. face packages. And obviously yours will be one of them. To the neighbor. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, he's going to get yeah. mine, you know, because that's how it works. You know, he comes to, he brings a lot of packages. Uh, by the way, I think that's a pretty efficient way of doing oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, everything in the neighbor. Well, there was no package. There were no clippers for my hair, which continues to grow. The hair doesn't stop growing just because I don't didn't get clippers from Amazon. No, I know by people the way. need just, to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> by the way, the guy who wrote that cliche, "Wake up and smell the coffee." I I hope he's rolling in it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. the the uh, uh, I'm I'm uh, so I'm waiting for this guy. A, a, a young fellow who dressed in the Amazon uniform to I'm waiting for him to give me a package that's about the size of a, of, of hair clippers so I can right cut my own hair and clippers and are not he doesn't do it Scotty because uh, I was and I want to announce nobody would have known that I got this wrong before but uh, 
when we talked again in the green room before the show. Uh, I thought Clippers is just a professional start. Uh, tart, is that, what's the barber? Not sartorial. Sorry, is it a tonsorial for barbers? Or, yeah. or is that tonsils? But Tons- something like that. I thought it was just another way of <laughs> the scissors. Right. You know? But it's it more. It looks more yeah. like a razor kind of. No, well, it's yeah. bigger. It's kind of a it's electrified. Thing. Uh, 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 hair yeah. clippers, right? So I never liked hair clippers. I never liked the way they looked. I just don't like them. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't used to like getting my hair cut. Mm. By the way, now that I think about when I was a kid, my my mom used to cut ah. my hair. Oh, they. Um, anyway, uh, I just had a bad memory just then. <laughs> Got a little little PTSD. It's okay. I'll be all right. Uh, 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 but anyway, so long story short, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm leaving our, our uh, we're leaving our listeners in the lurch on the edge of their seat. And I, and I, and I do, do need them to hold on to their seat again. I don't want to belabor that point, but it's what happened was uh, I did not get the hair mm. clitter, clippers. The Amazon guy gets back in his truck, closes his door, mm. right? So I hear the door slam, and that's not a good no. sound. And then, insult to injury, drives drives away, wow. Scotty. This, he left in, in his truck wow. and was not here. The he didn't take the time. There. And the Clippers wow. were He didn't take the time hand. to what come over to you and say, hey, hey pal or chief, uh, I know you were expecting something. Hey, man, I can only give you what they give me. That's what this game <laughs> no, not, nothing you know? like that. And you <laughs> yeah, know, no, something like that. You'd think, you'd think that you would get some kind of like, you know, hey, buddy, you know, and he'd be wearing a mask yeah. and keeping distance, you know. And in pre-coronavirus, he would come over and put put his hand around my yeah. shoulder or something like that, say, "Listen, buddy, ne- next time, yeah. you know, next time you'll get that package." No, that didn't happen. He just drives away, and, I, and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> bye." You know, I, I don't know why he still had to have this <laughs> high voice, but he went away. And and I, I come to find out, Scotty, come to find out that uh, the Clippers went to my sister after oh. all in Chicago, in Libertyville, Illinois. So uh, <laughs> true story. Uh, stay tuned because I don't know what, whether I'm going to get my, that Clippers or am I going to go to the barber? You know, so now I have a real dilemma. I bought a pair of Clippers. They're not here. They're in Chicago, and uh, my barber wants me to come back. What do well, I do? T- Tommy, you know, remember so. the old? We don't remember them, but in the forties and thirties, the motion picture theaters, the what they called it was called a cliffhanger. What they had in those days, the yeah. films where you'd sit and before the main feature, they're literally cliffhangers because they wanted you to come back to the theater, and yeah. that's literally serials. Yes, we're bringing the, the cliffhanger back, and uh, I'm far back on the edge of my seat because I don't want to fall off and cause any liabilities. No, but no. Uh, there's more to that story. And Tommy, let me leave another little cliffhanger that you threw something in that I caught. You said that when your mom would give you haircuts and that perhaps brought up some troubling memories. So as, a, as being a, not a psychiatrist, I would ask, are you putting off going back to the barber because for, you know, health reasons and for, you know, risk reasons, or did it conjure up, Something to do with your mother cutting your hair. Wow, Scotty. I, 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 I mean, if I were the crying type of person, 
I'd be I'd be weeping right now uh, if uh, I, I would be just so just choking, crying, <laughs> uh, uh, crying out. All these memories would be flooding through me, and you would probably be the recipient of another Lasker wow. Award. This one for psychiatry. Well, I'm humbled and grounded, and and by that Tommy and. Uh... You know, this is we've done two endings, which is unprecedented. Most people can't even do a real ending. They go like like Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you know, so the sketches would kind of fade away. Yeah. We could have ended on cliffhanger and all that. And, oh, well, until tomorrow. But I think we did, we're doing a Perry Mason if to, uh, in the realm of obscure references yeah. when the witness would break down at the end. And that's I'm not accusing you of murder any crime but were they but you're no, breaking down but you could you could do that and you would win yeah and they but they right would always now. break down and go well oh, i had to yeah. so in a sense we've yeah. created the last scene together uh, for today but as everything we say to be continued whether it's the haircut the clippers and so yeah. much more and i'm remain sincerely yours scott blakeman i'm constantly tom saunders and we're getting through this